0: Welcome back to the Under Pressure Podcast, your favorite business building podcast for the pressure washing community. Today, I'm very happy to have with me Liam O'Day, the emotional marketing wordsmith from Shiny Sherpa, uh, who I just met at the huge convention, and I'm so happy to have here today. We're going to talk about a little bit of Liam's story, how he got into the industry. We're going to talk about messaging and the importance of messaging, and then we're going to talk about sequences and how you can leverage them in your business. So Liam, it's very nice to have you here today.
1: Jake, thank you for having me. Excited to be here, man.
0: It's my pleasure. I I actually am very excited to have you. We had a great conversation on the phone, actually after the huge convention. I'm happy to have you on here today because I think that what you're going to bring to the table is something that um, a lot of the pressure washing business owners need to hear. Yeah,
1: yeah. The It's it's interesting how I learned about really what I'm doing now. I was at, if, if folks know, ResponseCon, mm-hmm. I'm guessing a lot of the audience does. But I was leading workshops at Responsicon around messaging, just kind of jamming on, okay, we're going to do some Facebook ads, we're going to do emails, we're going to do all kinds of stuff. And I I was going into that, Jake, thinking I was being so generous because I was there to just – help people get stuff that they can implement the next week at, at the office, but then also educate them so they can go and do this themselves. And mm. it was at, uh, I was doing a workshop slash presentation uh, teaching business owners how to write emails that will convert to mm. more business, like actual sales emails. And the, the room interrupted me and gave like the most generous, loving hijacking uh, I think I could possibly get uh, for yeah. a talk. And they said, Liam, we don't want to. Like, this is great that you're trying to teach us how to do this ourselves. We don't want to do it ourselves. We want to. We want to pay you to do it. And then they they hijacked thirty the rest of the thirty minutes of the presentation to brainstorm my business model, and uh, that ultimately became Shiny Sherpa. Uh,
0: wow.
1: But the, <clears throat> and so that's that's kind of where I've kind of taken off in the home service business uh, industry, particularly around pressure washers and window cleaners um and what led to me really really learning this industry and the customer base the pain points of the business owners um yeah so that's i mean that's the nutshell of how shiny sherpa came into being i'm sure at some point we'll talk more detailed about what i do from a copy and messaging perspective
0: but yeah that's the that's the short version jake absolutely so that is an interesting origin story and i guess that just highlights the need for this if you have the demand there before you even have the supply and that is what kind of pushed it along yeah. that is so interesting to me that really yeah is. So, it, was, and it was it was yeah go ahead i'm sorry, sorry. i didn't mean to cut you off no keep continue
1: no i was just going to say it was it, it You're 100% correct, and it also speaks to a little bit of my naivete about the industry at the time when I was just like, oh, I'm going to empower these business owners by kind of giving them some secrets and letting them go and do stuff themselves. Not fully understanding, like running a pressure washing business, all that goes Mm -hmm. into that with, you know, how there are just fires you have to put out, all the managing the team dealing with customers, going to the on-site for quotes and to do jobs, but also the, um, oh dude, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, the interest that the, so, I'm sorry. The other interesting thing about that is they need the messaging, but their, their workload prevents them really from being able to get it in place.
0: Absolutely. A lot and what time. we see, yeah. what, what we see a lot of the time is, uh, kind of the, the story from, uh podcasts we've done before with other home inspection company owners or or books that we've read maybe it's eos maybe it's it's something like that some sort of resource book that we talk about all the time but you came into this as a technician and now here you are running a company so while you are really good at running a pressure washing company, you might not be the guy to wear all the hats when it comes to your, your marketing or your bookkeeping or, or whatever else it is. And so I do talk on this podcast a lot about, you know, if you're wearing too many hats and you need to grow your business, you got to focus on the things that you're really good at and things that you're not good at. Pass that hat off to third party. Pass it off to someone else who can do it for you and do it better than you. And because they're doing it at scale, they can do it at a lower cost, whether that's per hour or per piece of technology you're using. So it absolutely does make sense. And that's why I have you on here today, because now we've heard the story, the origin story of Shiny Sherpa and how that came along and how that came to be. But I'm really curious, Liam, how did you get your background in the, the messaging and the sequences that we're going to get into very shortly?
1: Writing is what I always wanted to. do like when i left school i wanted to write and long story short Mm -hmm. i got off that path and was going down a very kind of corporate path ending that doing it consulting so like for the past five or six years of my quote-unquote corporate career i was doing it consulting and trying my best jake to spend time writing because that's what i wanted to do that's what i loved and I got to a place where I was just like, you know what, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. I had, I had the finances to be able to take the leap and go for a while without an income and um, just make it work. And I thought, well, copywriting is like a lower barrier to entry than, say, trying to publish a novel. So I just thought of copywriting at the time as a means to make money and then still have energy at night to be able to do my creative writing. But then I fell in love with copywriting. Yeah. And it's, you know, and, and what I love about it is it's not just, it's not just wordsmithing or being somebody who can quote unquote, write well, there's, you're actually getting into like, how do, how do you influence people in a way that's good, right? You want to, you want to sell, but you want to be, do it in integrity. And I love, uh, so I, anyway, so I, I love that piece of it. And so the more I did it with just freelance work and it was freelance from different industries like some other it consulting companies i was freelancing for found my way into home services because if uh, i'm i'm guessing a lot of people have at least heard the name michael kaplan uh, but uh, michael kaplan owns many businesses in home service industry big merger acquisition guy incredibly generous incredibly bright but i just happen to be smoking cigars at the same cigar lounge as him wow. in minneapolis and we just got introduced and he was like, okay, dude, great sink or swim, meet this person, meet that person. And one of those, one of those people was Kurt Kempton at responsibid. Um, and then that, that led to me, my involvement with responsicon and, and then it took off from there. But um, wow. yeah, I just, I thought copywriting was just going to be a, a a gig and not something it, I was actually going to really fall in love with.
0: It's interesting because I'm sure that story really resonates with a lot of the audience here on this podcast, a lot of pressure washers I'm sure got into this industry because they said, you know what, it's something I like doing, I'm good at it, and it'll put food on the table. But there's that inflection point where someone realizes they have that paradigm shift, the shift in mindset where they say, you know what, this doesn't just have to be a job, I can make a business out of this. And it's a story you hear over and over and over again. And that is the perfect segue into how do you grow that business? And I think a lot of it is comes down to your your marketing, your messaging, your sequences, and that those are key to that growth. Once you realize, hey, this is a business, I'm ready to grow it, and if you're listening to this podcast in the audience, you're on the right path, you're listening to the people, in this industry that have their finger on the pulse, that have the insight and advice for you to grow your business. So we're gonna take a quick moment to hear word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're gonna dive right into uh, messaging and sequences. So we saved well over 250K. Just this quarter we have saved about $30,000 in credit card fees. Probably over $1,000 a month at least.
1: Over $150,000 this year alone. $180,000 $180,000 the first year we worked with them,
0: and it's growing every single year.
1: Thank you, bear Payments.
0: Thank you, Pear. I would recommend them to anyone.
1: Yeah, just wish I would have done it sooner.
0: All right, and we are back with Liam O'Day of Shiny Sherpa. So right before the break, you did say something. Uh, before we segue over into the uh, messaging and sequences you said something about cigars and I just want to say you heard it here first folks if you're not smoking cigars you're not networking right so that that to me was just a great story (laughs)
1: dude I I I love that you said that because um I won't spend too much time on this because it's we'll get off topic but part of my story (laughs) is I a couple a little more than two years ago I got sober and uh, eventually, I started smoke. Thank you very much. I started smoking cigars like frequently, and my parents like they got all concerned about my cigar smoking. I was like, Mom, Dad, like I, I my business started because of cigar smoking. I, I it's it's an investment. It's not an expense, and uh, I, I love it, and I'm gonna keep doing it.
0: So all right. yeah, I'm, I'm on good the same excuse. page as you do, Jake. Yeah. So hey, that's a great excuse if someone loves cigars and your significant other might not love cigars so much, say, hey, honey, it's a business expense. I'm working here. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, an, it's an investment. Yeah. Exactly. It's an investment. So all right, Liam, let's get into to messaging and sequences. Um, I guess let's start off with what are the important aspects of these concepts that, that people really need to, to know about to drive their business further? Um, what is the most important aspect of this, or what, what would you kind of say when you're introducing someone to it? Why do you need to focus on this?
1: You know, I'll, I'll answer that kind of within the context of some of the resistance I had with some clients early mm-hmm. on in the pressure washing industry where they thought, Messaging was kind of maybe gimmicky marketing stuff, right? But it's not, you're actually trying to make a sincere connection with a with a homeowner, or, you know, property manager for doing commercial. And you're you're expressing who you are, what you do in a way that will will connect with them. And and, and there's, there are all kinds of like technical things we can get into in terms of the buyer's journey and, and all of that. But the messaging that you're sending out, you know, whether we're talking Facebook, emails, just on the website, that that has a real impact on your business. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're not going to get into the sequences just yet, but um, I would really encourage every business owner, particularly in the pressure washing industry, to really think about about their messaging? And like, what, you know, what's what makes you unique? How? How is it? Like, what response do you want somebody to get other than just buying, like, ultimately, you want them to buy? But how do you get their attention to begin with? Mm-hmm. And and so I, I would, I'm here kind of in part just to like be a megaphone for at least start paying attention to your messaging and being mindful of what what messages you're sending out, even if You can't, you know, take the time right now to spend a bunch of time on it. Um, but when you have to send a message out, how are you conveying that? How are you going to connect with that person? Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. And so what I want to do to clarify for, for anyone who is listening to this podcast and is, is really fresh in the business side of the, of the industry, what exactly do we mean when we're talking about messaging and sequences?
1: Uh, so messaging, I'm using that as a, as a kind of an umbrella term for anytime you're u- using words about your business that you're sharing out there, whether it's the website, whether it's a Facebook ad, whether it's an email, a postcard, a door hanger, a five around, any of that, you want to be like, all of that is messaging. And mm-hmm. the thing that is, is worth noting, and I'm I'm kind of repeating myself a little bit, but saying it a different way, even if you're not communicating, you're still communicating something. Right. If we mm-hmm. talk about follow up sequences for even for just a second, if you're not following up with your uh, pro- prospects or past customers, you're sending a message. Like, you're not you're not sending them words, but if you're ignoring them, that isn't that is sending a message. And mm-hmm. depending on,
0: you know, you know so um, I love that. Anyway, that, Yeah, That's yeah. interesting because I had never thought about it like that, that a lack of a message is a message in itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I've got, I mean, I've got stories. I'm I'm sure we'll share one or two here in a little bit about my clients, but I even have just like other friends in this industry who they, they, they have a, a follow up sequence in place. They would say it's not the greatest, but it's something they're in the game and they get tons of business and they're told by customers, just thanks so much for following up. We, you know, we hired you because you were just communicative, you know, and these are just follow up sequences that, you know, fellow exterior cleaners wrote, they would tell you they're not writers, or they're not copywriters. But they're just in the game and sending something out and they're getting business from it. You know, so I think if there's one takeaway today from this conversation, I mean, we like messaging, if you could explore all kinds of things when it comes to messaging, but to keep it simple. If you're gonna go for one thing, it's gonna, it needs to be the follow-up sequences. Um, Cause that's, that's where the low-hanging fruit is. That's the money on the table to use two cliches back to back.
0: Yeah. Well, so let's get into the sequences. What is the importance of them? I have heard a couple different figures through, through my time of, of looking at, at marketing statistics and all that. You hear like, oh, it takes seven follow-ups or something like that. How many times do people really need to see you in your market for them to, to pull the trigger um, on the pressure washing?
1: You know, so specific to pressure washing, the, the data that I have for my clients and the availability of the data is somewhat limited by the systems that that are being used so you know it's the systems themselves um provide some limitation i'll tell you what what we do that works and i'll give you some some data like just some case studies here in a second the thing i want to point out too just related to the follow-up sequences when it comes to email marketing the this is a global average return this is not specific to pressure washing or any other industry but it's globally the average return on $1 spent is 4,200%. So that's spend $1, get $42 back from email marketing. Wow. Now, yeah. So to, to answer slash not answer your question, since I can't <laughs> tell you specifically, like this is the number of touches we see before we actually get the conversion like if we're talking kind of the the big heavy lifts on your follow-up sequences are your request for estimate, like if you're doing in-person estimate or if you do an online estimate. it's So it's a request for in-person estimate and then estimate sent. Those are the two big heavy lifts where, you know, because after that it's just like the reminders about a job scheduled or whatever, right? And so we go 90 days on both of those. And probably in the frequency, we strike when the iron is hot. For, for the first week, week and a half, kind of let off the gas a little bit, step on a little bit more as we go. So we're, we're not just like constantly mm-hmm. pinging them, but we are taking advantage of the fact that they just requested a quote. So let's be a little more frequent in our messaging. And anyway, that's about 15 emails and texts over 90 days. And, and I have one client. So this is, this is a client who's, um, they have exterior cleaning, pressure washing, but they also do the holiday lighting. Mm-hmm. And like on their holiday lighting alone, this past July, we implemented follow-up sequences that that shiny Sherpa wrote. Within three weeks, they had sixty thousand dollars in deposits. That's just deposits. That's not even the sales. Wow. You know, so, and that's they took the they took the copy, implemented it, and then just let it run. And then three weeks later, they had sixty thousand dollars deposited not counting the rest of the sale once the job's done. So, and I, I, you know, there, there are other case studies like that. It's like the follow-up sequences are where the money is. If you don't have it, like I would start there.
0: Yeah. What what it seems like to me is just one of the the first things you can do to take your business to the next level. If you feel like you've capped out on what you're doing now, instituting follow-up sequences really, to me, sounds like it's just going to jack you up to that next level. I mean, it's going to get you the leads that are the lifeblood of your business and that's where you need to start with the growth if if the revenue's not there you're not going to be able to to pay for new equipment and new team members so um i've always loved looking at um at something like marketing in it or seeing you know how you can do it in in a more effective way so someone who's starting from scratch and has never done it take notes here um this is like how you'd start off Perfectly, or one of the more optimal ways. But I'm wondering, Liam, if someone's never tried a follow-up sequence, do you have have one they should go look at and and try out themselves, or or is it something that you'd say, hey, just just give me a call at Shiny Sharper and we'll we'll sort you out, or is it something that someone should test out on their own? You think and and see if it's uh if, if it's passing their sniff test.
1: You know, I would. I, I would not test it out if you're if you're in the position that you need to get something in place. Like, I, I, honestly, I've already tested it for you. So, coming okay. out of ResponseIcon, I we the idea of Shiny Sherpa, the the mm-hmm. the birth of it came from, hey, how do we make really effective copy, like effective as in sales generating copy, available mm-hmm. on a larger scale without somebody having to hire a copywriter one-on-one, which is going to be more costly. And it, that, and people don't know, um, I think that that can also be time intensive just because you have to spend time educating the copywriter on your business and your brand, et cetera, et cetera.
0: <laughs> so and yeah, it's time consuming.
1: It's time consuming <laughs> and, and, it, and it's more expensive, right? So, I piloted, we did a proof of concept of about 10 clients. And I said, hey, look, I'm going to charge you crazy cheap. You're going to get really rad copy that's going to generate money. And then I'm going to, we're going to have a model that, that we know works. It's proven. And we can then take that model and sell it. And so if people need to get their follow-up sequences in place. And here comes the, here comes the sales pitch, but go to shiny sherpa.com. And buy the follow-up grade pack. This this is a package that is built specifically for pressure washers and window cleaners. It's got the full follow-up sequence all the way from the request to excuse me, the request for the estimate down to the job completed. Probably about fifty-one emails and texts. It's written in a way that is like I mentioned at the beginning of this, like really connecting with mm-hmm. that customer. So it's not it's not just a Hey, checking in on the status of the quote, or it's not just like some, you know, the douchey sales thing it's written in a way that's actually connecting with that, uh, with that customer, that prospective customer. I will say just as a disclaimer, right? If you like to be blunt, like if you're not good at what you do yet, it probably won't work because you'll, you'll be promising things you can't deliver on yet. Right. So, you know, so it's, it's this is speaking, this is for those businesses that, are, you know, have some of the basics in place already, like the, they're licensed and bonded insured. So
0: you're damaged property,
1: it's covered, right? There's, there's some messaging around that. But anyway, but the, the point is uh, these sequences aren't just like one sales email or text after another. It's also, there are also some tricks in there to get mm-hmm. them to engage better. So that you're actually getting the opportunity to get a response from them or for them to give you a call and then you can talk to them and kind of tell them more about what makes you unique. So um, I would say, and, and I will say too, I've spoken with a lot of business owners who are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go and take care of this myself and, and and try to test things out. But then it never gets done, you know, because of everything that's going on. And so I would say if you want get to the, get the cash now that's on the table, like, I've, I've already figured it out for you and proven it. Um, so shinySherpa.com, and and we'll do a if you, if you use coupon code Jake, J A K E all caps, we'll get twenty twenty percent off.
0: That's me. Thank you. So yeah, check check out Shiny Sherpa. Yeah, uh, you know a little bit about about what they do. I'm sure that Liam will fill you in on everything else. And I do want to touch on that in a moment too. Uh, but yeah, coupon code Jake. Uh, for twenty percent off, go check him out. But I do want to touch on something you just said, which is this is for the guy who's ready, who who's like you're rolling, you're ready to go to that next level, you're ready to get an influx of jobs. So my question to you is, just on an education platform, or on a, on an educational note here, for for someone who's not there yet, not ready to work to work with you yet, they're not um, maybe at that point. What would you recommend for them? can take their, their marketing or their messaging in their marketing to the next level. What is it on, on messaging that, that you need to kind of focus on or, or, or really hammer down so that you are having effective messaging?
1: I would start with the company as a whole. What, not, not what you want to say is the business owner, but what does the the, that that ideal customer that avatar customer that you want to work for what do they what do they need to hear and like for example you know there are a lot of my my clients and customers they they have like a an actual altruistic mission behind what they do and they want to prevent you know you, you probably saw you probably remember from the huge i had like a whole 99 nine dollar guy uh, yeah. Joke and reference, you know, but they want to prevent homeowners from hiring the wrong person that's going to come and, you know, pressure wash their vinyl siding, right, and then mess up their house, um, and then leave them, you know, foot them with the bill for it. I'm using that as an example of like mm-hmm. what, what 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 do they need to know in order to engage you? Like, why would they don't don't have it as be something that you want to say, but make it about what they need to hear, and then tailor your messaging to that, then, then you know what you, the gist of what you want to put on the website. You have the gist of what you want to put in your Facebook post. You have the gist of what to say in emails.
0: I love that. It's so powerful to empathize in marketing. And that's exactly what this is. You're putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Because you are in the industry as a pressure washer. You know all the questions to ask, but you don't know the questions necessarily that someone who doesn't know about the industry is going to ask. So for me, I think that is, that is huge. That is such a great tip. So thank you, Liam, because seriously, you got to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And so now my question to you is, how does a pressure washer empathize? How do you know what that, that ideal avatar of a customer, your target demographic what do they want to hear? How do you know that? Where do you Where do you go to find that? You know,
1: I would. Uh, I'm I'm answering that based on what I understand about most pressure washers. I say that anecdotally, just based on who my clients are. Um, I would like in so I'm so based on that. Sorry, um, ass, assuming that they're not going to have the time to sit down and get introspective and just think think deeply about it go for the low-hanging fruit when it comes to where the where you can get the ideas for the messaging pay attention to what your customers and prospects are telling you what concerns do they have you know what are they raving about you what are they saying about you after you've done the job and you can start to like mine all of this material that's right in front of you but yeah. you might be too close to it to really see it also in mine. Like, why is it that you actually got into this? I mean, I have uh, one client. We were, he's uh, such a fantastic guy and also just very kind of like meat and potatoes. Like, look, dude, I don't want to do, like, he didn't want to talk about customer nurture. Like, he just very much like, this is why I, this is why I'm good at what I do. he was like, Liam, it doesn't take a genius to power wash a house. The reason people hire us is we make it super convenient, super simple, and were highly communicative, and that became messaging right there. Like that was his angle. Was yeah. even it even resonates. Like even just whether or not you agree or disagree. Okay, he he felt like and he other power washers do just as good as him and his team when it comes to cleaning their uh, customers' houses. But nobody can compete with him when it comes to making things really simple. When it comes uh, for to hire them and to work with them, and so. Even inquire even as you're out in the truck en route to the to the customer's house, like you know, kind of like when you're thinking in the shower, right? Just mm-hmm. noodle on why you started your business. What like what's the real value you're trying to bring? Because it's probably going to be more than just a shiny house. Um, so you've got my point here, Jake. Is there's you don't need to go into like super creative. I'm gonna yeah. like lock myself in the basement, kind of a mode, you know.
0: Yeah, and what, what you're saying is resonating with me right away because the way you're saying to go about finding out sounds profound in the sense that you might not even know you're doing something so well or doing something so poorly. And the customer, if you just ask or you're listening, you might find out that, oh, this this little thing that I thought was nothing means so much to them. Just maybe the smile I had on my face or the way I interacted with the customer, whatever it is, you might not know that that has such a profound effect on your consumer when it does. So that's, that's awesome. Really just not just empathizing, but, but listening and understanding and that's, there's a yeah, lot of power.
1: It, 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 yeah. And, in, and in just, I'll give you one example, different from like the listening piece, but just, again, the idea of like a lot of business owners are so close to their business that there's some details they miss because they think they just take it for granted or it's boring or whatever. But I have, I have a client power washer, but also does the holiday lighting. So this is specific to the holiday lighting side. But, uh, when they do the holiday lights, he was, uh, and forgive me folks for not getting this technical detail, right. But he's explaining how they cut the lights in such an intricate way that, um, the way they do it is safer than kind of some of the knucklehead providers out there. And like, that was like, that right there was kind of gold for some messaging because it speaks to the level of detail and care that they, they take to make sure that not only is it a beautiful lighting display, but it's also done safely, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, I'm just trying to kind of give people who don't view themselves as creative or think about messaging, just where to look right in front of you where you could get ideas.
0: So, what it sounds like to me is how do you, it, this is all great stuff, and I'm just wondering how does that now connect to the messaging? How do you translate this work you've now done with like the market research? And then how do you translate that? Does that, what does that look like? <laughs> it's a tough question. <laughs> the, uh, well, it's, it's, and it's a tough question
1: because like there's the writer's answer, like there's the answer for the writer's, you know, which is, you know, you you can just get into like geeking out on like a bunch of creative stuff and ways to word things that can be a little more time intensive, you know. But I would think about it in terms of you've got this little detail. If we just use that custom cutting of the lights thing, what mm-hmm. does that say about your company? OK, detail oriented, really care about the customer because that's a detail that they probably would never know about, right okay so now you don't even need to tell you don't necessarily have to tell them the story about how we do the lights but now you know we can market our attention to detail we can message around like our true concern for the customer and their well-being not only beautiful display but their safety. Oh also by the way safety, there are a bunch of people out there who are not safe like I, I talked with a guy recently who, was asked just to take down holiday and sorry i know we're targeting pressure washers and i I keep coming back to like holiday lighting examples but i think it the story still stands right the uh, he had to take down these lights and the whoever installed them had like the sockets in the gutters which had water in them you know so now you've got a story to tell about like we come back to the education what does the uh homeowner need to know well they need to know that not every pressure washer is the same because you can have what you, the dialed in business owner who really gives a crap versus the $99 guy who's going to just, you know, pressure wash the vinyl siding. So now, so you can start to just kind of go from A to B to C to D and be like, okay, here's a message. Here's something that's going to resonate. Don't, don't do the really long winded thing that turns into all the technical details that you want to say. Yeah. Keep in, keep in mind, keep in mind who's, who it's for and what they need to know. Not what you want to say. Did I answer your question? I feel like maybe I kind of wandered.
0: No, you definitely did. Definitely answer my question. And just because I love to leave uh, leave people with something actionable and something that can they can go and do right after they turn off the podcast. I'm curious. What are you seeing today in marketing? that someone can turn off this podcast and go do that's working even before they call you? I know the answer from you should probably be, oh, call me. That's that's the number one thing. But other than that, what is the number one thing someone can do um, and the number one thing that they should stay away from? Let's do that. One of each.
1: Man, that's a really good question. I'll, uh, I'll start with what you should do because... Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned a moment ago, there's so much you, you in theory could tackle, and like hire a full-time copywriter and get all this fancy stuff in place.
0: And you Let's could do that. You could do that today on Fiverr. To like that, you could do it with a, someone who works with. pressure, But then that is actionable, absolutely. But yeah, and continue. It, sir. But but
1: but no, it, it's all good. I would say like look at kind of do like a, a high level audit of your Mm -hmm. marketing and your messaging. Don't even like, when I say audit, I don't mean like as intensive as like the IRS is going to do an audit. You're taking
0: taking stock.
1: Yeah. Taking stock back of the napkin, (laughs) emails, social, social media, postcards, just all the areas where your messaging would exist. Mm -hmm. And then look at the buyer's journey and work backwards. So if you're not familiar with the buyer's journey, you're going from unaware to problem aware, solution aware, product aware, and most aware. Um, in the interest of time, I'll just say, like, if, if you want to learn more, just check that out online and to, to understand more. But if you work backwards from there, right, your, your lowest cost and highest chance of conversion is going to be further along on that journey. And that is where the follow-up sequences come into play. But let's, you know, let's assume that you, you've got your follow-up sequences taken care of just keep working backwards and then and focus your messaging in those areas and so you know that could be okay we've taken care of follow up sequences maybe the next one is the past customers right you they are they already know who you are so they're already problem and solution aware good chance they're product aware meaning like exactly what you offer you know so just keep finding the lowest hanging fruit using the buyer's journey as your working backwards on that as your model. Um, and then in terms of what not to do, um, unless you have a marketing mind, you know, I would, well, actually, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think I here's, know where one, here's one, here's what, here's, here, here's what's not what not to do. Don't ignore your messaging. Don't yeah. send the message that you're ignoring them by mm-hmm. not, not, not addressing your message, something's better than nothing. So I'd say
0: don't ignore your messaging. Awesome. So don't ignore your messaging. Yeah. Take stock. Look at what you that, and that's actual. That's something you could turn off this podcast and go to today. Don't ignore the messaging. Take stock. See where you at. Um, give Liam a call because even if you can't use Liam's service today, you're not ready for it. Um, you don't have the the capital, the capital, uh, the capital available for it. I'm sure that Liam can offer you some advice and get you to the point where you can work with him. But I don't want to put words in your mouth, but where my mind went when you started talking with what not to do, my mind immediately went to, if you're not a marketer, don't do all the marketing because your time is much better spent doing what you're good at that makes you more money per hour. Let someone who specializes in that do that for you. And if you're not at that, at that point yet, you're not ready for it, you can't afford it, okay, build your company up to the point where you're ready for it. And then that is where you take off having the messaging down and really, um, you know, Breaking things out like this to third parties can take your your company to the next level. You don't have to wear all the hats. Sorry, I know I've said it a million times to anyone listening. This is just stuff you got to highlight because uh, we ha- we do have a lot of new owner operators that listen to this podcast, and I think this is such um, a good episode and, and some great takeaways for anyone who's starting and has no idea where to begin with their online presence, their messaging, their sequences. They might not even have them yet, so. This was a great episode, Liam. I really appreciate it.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, you're, you're a great host. Thanks, Jake.
0: <laughs> thank you. So don't forget, um, can you give me the two things? Can you drop your email if anyone has any questions? And then what was the website again for the discount code for the 20% off?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So email is liam, L-I-A-M, at shiny sherpa.com. That's s h i n y s h e r p a dot com. Uh, the website is shinySherpa.com. dot com, and uh, by the by the follow up sequence uh, package, coupon code Jake, twenty percent off.
0: All right. So if you are having trouble climbing the Mount Everest, that is follow up sequences. Call the Shiny Sherpas. <laughs> we will help you out with that. So um, nice. Yeah, no, I, I just love uh I love that name, Shiny Sherpa, that's great. So thank you Thanks, so Jeff. much today, Liam. This was fantastic. We'll have to have you back on. Uh maybe even to get more in depth with some of this stuff, but and maybe to share more stories. But thank you so much to Liam. Thank you to the audience for tuning in once again, I'm glad I could get um, get someone on to, t- to talk a little bit differently about marketing. We've talked a lot about marketing in a broader sense, and it's nice to today focus on the messaging and the sequences. So um, thank you for tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe this podcast. If you know someone who is the owner or operator of a pressure washing company or Any other home service that could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Uh, We'd love to help them out. And if you are listening to this podcast and saying, wow, I would love to work with Liam and Shiny Sherpa, but I can't afford it yet, come talk to me. Come talk to Pair Payments, uh, give me a call. Um, the number we'll put in the caption and we can get you 30 to, to 15 to 30% back on your profits that you can then take that capital, capital right away and put into something like Shawnee Sherpa that'll help you grow your business anymore. I hear it all the time, Liam, uh, I can't afford marketing. And I say, hey, switch to no fee processing, even if it's not with us, switch to no fee processing Pass on the fee of credit card processing to the customer, and now you're able to have the capital to institute great marketing campaigns that will just flood your business with more revenue. So, all right. (laughs) Thank you so much to Liam. Thank you to the audience, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Jake. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Peer Payments production.